Welcome to episode 189 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 189 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom. And Bevan James Owens, I'm losing my voice. Remembered your name there? Yep, took a while, takes a while, but it comes to me at times. Gosh. How are you, John? I'm very good, Bevan. We, haven't, we normally have a bit of a conversation before the show, but we're a bit rushed today, and we haven't had that conversation, have we? We're going to crack on. So how you been? Oh, I'm good. Had my, my maiden outing for the season yesterday. What do you the mean? Christmas cracker triathlon. Oh, how'd you go? Fifth. I, th- I think it was fifth. The official results aren't out yet. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? No, I was satisfied. It was a pretty strong field. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Lots of young guys there. Ah, uh, yeah, but there was guys like number three New Zealander, and uh, then uh, who's that? Clark Ellis. Oh, good old so, Clark. Yeah, so I was uh, happy to beat a few people. Some people call him Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Paul Westwood from Epic Camp, yep. big English guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he rocked up. No, did just he? trying to run me down there on the run. Did he get you? No. Oh, nice. He's still got your running legs. Axel nice. took it out. Axel as well. Oh, yeah, nice. So if that, what was yeah. the distance? Four hundred swim. 14k bike and 4k run. First outing for so the Avanti Chrono. Where'd you get those guys? Sorry? Where'd you get them on the bike? No, I, I was reeling them in on the bike. Surprisingly. Yeah, the guys at the front. Um, I lost a little bit in the swim, um, which was a bit disappointing, but I haven't been swimming basically, so it was okay. And then the run was just steady. It was pretty close. Hmm. It was pretty close. I'm impressed that you took Axel yeah. and, and pull out. Yeah, so was I. Mate, you're sharp, aren't you? Right. Iron Talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. For the world's best coffee and tea, trybuys.com. For the deals for Christmas, honestly, if you're in the States, you've got a couple of days, you could probably get some overnight shipping. Get on it now. Athlinks.com. And social networking for endurance athletes, social and tracking needs. In this week's show, we've got news, we've got an age group of the week, a website of the week, and basically questions and answer time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a short show anyway because I've got to go to work. That's right. <laughs> so. Big news, well not big news this week. Wait a second, very little news, news is brought to you by Xtry. I was trying to help you out, you're having a drink of water. Oh, I was, I'm losing my voice. Xtry.com. Uh, what's happening in the news this week, John? Challenge Monica is coming up because we won't be doing another show before then. We'll be doing, no. a, few, doing a few epic camp ones. Can I make my rust bubbles while we're doing the show? can, because there's some interesting news on Challenge Monica. Rebecca Keat has just signed up, I late know. entry, and that is going to make it a quite an interesting race. You're going to have uh, Rebecca Keat. You're going to have Gina Crawford, formerly Gina Ferguson. Uh, Elizabeth Christensen, she's fading a little bit, but yeah, she'll add a little bit to the mix there. And uh, and then Irene Kinningham from Netherlands and Rebecca Preston from Australia. I'm not quite sure what she's been up to. I think she sort of had a year off, but that's a um, that's a good good little field there. A really good field. Now, is, who do you think will take it out between Keat? Well, and... you'd have to say, I mean... On form, Rebecca Keats should should win it on paper. I mean, um, because you know, she's sorry about the noise, listeners. It's just I need more rice bubbles for my class. <laughs> um, she's had you know she had such a great race and and wrote. Um, sure, she you know she finished fifth in Kona even with it with a ten minute penalty. Um, obviously, she got DQ'd, so it's not official. But no, wait again. So she finished fifth with ten minutes of stopping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So she would have been right up there, probably yeah. probably, probably third. Um, I would, I would have guessed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people are picking her her to, to be the only one who can maybe challenge Chrissy. So oh, it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll get her on a show when I'm in Monica. I'll finish the rice Sounds bubbles good. Now. Wait a second, here's my daughter. What do you want? <laughs> The phone, okay. The cell phone's here. Just getting the cell phone for my daughter. Here you go. Nice. This, this is great studio work. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll, good luck to these girls doing Monica, and then also on the men's side of things. Again, that'll be quite a quite an interesting race because you're going to have Richard Usher um, pretty much against Chris McDonald, a few other guys there or thereabouts. But I think it'll be a bit of a battle between those two. Now we haven't seen much of McDonald this year. So what's been happening with him? Well, you get predict the thing is with him and Usher, they're probably going to swim the same. Yep. So they'll come out of the swim, and then Chris will really Take be trying to, to yep. try and lay it down on the bike, and um, it'll be up to whether he can get a big enough lead because I would expect Richard Usher to run a bit of time out of him, and it's just a matter of uh, whether they get a big enough lead. So it could be a pretty exciting race, couldn't it? I think it's going to be a great race across the board. Still, when you look at the you know the overall size of the field, there's uh, about 150 in the individual. Um, Iron, iron distance race. So the door's just gone. Door's yeah, gone. Yeah. Good, good. She didn't shut the door. Shut the door. You keep talking. About. And so it's still not a massive field, but they have got over a thousand participants over the whole weekend of events. So you've got the half Ironman, you've got the teams and the half Ironman, you've got the full, and then you've got teams in oh, the full it's, as it's well. It's a cool event. Hmm. I've been there about four times now, and I'm doing the half. 
middle of my training's piss poor. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I had a two well, strategy. Look, look at my strategy at the weekend. My training's been piss poor, and I managed a pretty, you know, respectable. Oh, well, I'm impressed with that, I must say, so, so, because you beat some guns. Yeah, I'm expecting. And I'm sure Axel's yeah. still pretty fit. Yeah, he has. And Paul's training up for Wanaka, so look out for him down there. Is he in the fall? Yeah. Right, so you should do, should do well. So and you beat him. him. Paul, yeah. mate, you need to sharpen up. Mate, you shouldn't be doing it, but you win Monica. <laughs> <laughs> do it, you're up your third placing. That's right. So ah. we'll, we'll see, how he, uh, see how he goes down there. But yeah, it's a good weekend and a good weekend of racing. Okay, other news. We've got the Rotorua Half Ironman. Cam Brown is back in action. I haven't seen the official results yet, but some people were just telling me yesterday that um, that was on at the weekend and Cam Brown took it out from Ryan Sissons, who's one of our... <laughs> one of the best under 23s in the world I think he finished 10th this this year at the world uh, world champs and Rob Creasy was in third and local Julia Grant was uh, winning that one so good to see Brownie back in action Julia and Grant our local Julia yeah yeah, yeah. oh really she's alright yep she's having a good season yeah, that's good Okay, and that's this week's news. There's no race, no other races on. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a few halves on in Australia, but that's, that's pretty much the extent. While I'm putting up the Athlinks page for the discussion of the week, um, Matt, I saw an interview with Macca on some website, and he was saying that if Lance did Kona, the challenge would be for him against Chrissy. I think he'd take her. You reckon? Yeah, he's uh, yeah. If he trained, if he trained for the race, if we went and did it tomorrow, then um, yeah, maybe not. But. Uh, I think he would. He wouldn't be a contender for the win, but I wouldn't. But I suppose the thing I was going to say, I think he'd be potentially top fifteen. But that's about where Chrissy finishes. Yeah. So, yeah. So you know, I think if he trained up for his swimming, he'll be reasonably competitive in the swim. Come out sort of second pack, and I think he would then ride up to the front pack, and then he would uh, he'd put in a steady run, but he wouldn't wouldn't go sub three, but he would be I would have thought closest to three. Yeah, if he trained for it seriously. Well, he did three hours in the marathon, but mm, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I think he's a, if he did he do two fifty in the end, he didn't, did he? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think maybe he did do a two fifty, mm. and then it, that was it. Would just depend how long a build up he did for the race. I think if he did a big build up, I think he'd be pretty competitive. Yeah, but anyway, it was a, it was a big topic you, you chose this week, Bevan. It was uh, it was a good topic, but we were doing the show early, John. It's uh, only only a day. Shh, really. <laughs> <laughs> weeks earlier. Yeah, so there's been a bit of I've been listening to I occasionally listen to Radio Sport New Zealand. And they've been sort of banting on about the athlete of the decade, and that's bloody impossible, you know. Well, and, there's got to be three or four. Yeah. Federer. Yeah. Armstrong. Yeah. Woods. Yeah. Whatever names come up. Well, I think you got Michael Phelps. Oh, what about Schumacher? Yeah, exactly. And it's just then you go, to, then you could start going into footballers, and you could, you yeah, know, you could start naming it's a tough lots. One. And then you could look into, you know, minority sports where you got guys like Mahi Drysdale. Yeah, just, always, I'd always, uh, well, well it's Formula One a sport. Yeah, it is. That's a whole but, other debate. Yeah, but it, I do think it is. But Schumacher made the sport boring. That's how good he was. Mm. Like for a while there, Formula One was losing interest because he just won everything. It's the same in a lot of sports, you know. Um, I thought Lessing made. Triathlon boring for quite a period, and and when when oh really uh, because he just, just won he every time. Win. Yeah. yeah, so uh, oh best of the decade, John. So we did it. We didn't get many answers, but the ones we got were well thought out from wise they, listeners. They were, and they were bloody good. Okay, here we go, John. You go first. Andrew Brin search. The best race in years was Kona when Chrissy got the record this that year. Was, that was this it. year. Uh, Simon Lessing is the athlete of the decade. Now, would you give that to him, or would that be last decade? I, I would go more than nineties yep. for him. Um, yep. Still respectable in, in the two thousand, but basically two two thousand, whenever it was, nineteen ninety nine, I think, was when he lost the worlds in Canada when they had it. I think it was on the on when they had the racetrack. He lost his sprint distance, and from there on, Just he lost his mantle a little bit. So, really? um, best time talk moment was with Bevan asking. Um, was talking about me a few weeks ago. Oh, nice. Nice. And that haircut. Cool. We'll get, okay, Patrick Kosick. Favourite race, Maka finally went Kona. That was kind of significant, wasn't it? Okay. Best athlete, Maka. Best, maybe. And Natasha ba- Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, memorable, seeing Chrissy smash the world record. I am talk moment. Bevan asking John, what's the next of it? You got mad at me at that moment, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I keep pushing. Hope. Uh, quality for Epic Camp and getting interviewed for the show. Is he doing Epic, is he? He's got to qualify for it. Oh, qualify, sorry. Sorry. Yep. Uh, David McMillan, favourite race this year's Kona. It's probably because we were there. Yeah. Probably, for a lot of people, it probably had something to do with it. (laughs) No, well, no, because they had more coverage, you know, and a bit more in touch with it. Uh, we did an amazing best, job, John. Best athlete, Natasha Badman. Favourite athlete, Luke Van Laird, if you can squeeze in his 99 yeah, performance no, from Kona. This, is, this decade. <laughs> um, 
favourite memory and funniest? Norman throwing a paddy and his bike and kind of that. Well, I agree, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, that <coughs> was pretty funny. Um, I was laughing at him, not with him. Uh, best I am talk moment: the episode where Bevan sarcastically think Dave Scott is his best mate. Hilarious. Dave and I are tight, mate. I'm not sarcastic about it. Hope for the new we'll record hug. Um, that either race organisers will rise up and compete with the WTC. Mm, that would be good. Well, Katrin Wolbert, favourite race, uh, 2004 Olympic triathlons in Athens with New Zealand, 1-2. Yeah. was watching the race with a bunch of dressed-up triathletes, wedged in between a guy in a wetsuit and a guy wearing a silver one-piece from the 80s and a lampshade hat. Yelling our heads off and screaming, go Hamish, go Bevan, if they could hear us there. A night I'll never forget. Remember that one porno? Because Kat was with porno, obviously. Right. Favourite athlete, Steve Gurney. Okay, well, that's not triathlon, but that's okay. Uh, for winning coast to coast nine times and never getting tired of, of trying to be ahead and faster than his competitors with the most amazing racing inventions. Stretching the limits and boundaries of the race rules like a bungee cord. The cycling pod was the bomb. Tell us about that, the cycling pod. The cycling pod, basically. So Steve Gurney, as the coast-to-coast, coast, and we've talked about it in the past, but he always would invent something for a race yeah. every year. So what he did, he built basically a full fiberglass pod. So if you can imagine you're sitting on your bike and your whole body and, and everything is basically covered to the ground with a huge big pod. Uh, and he rode uh, the, on the coast-to-coast coast and out on the final bike leg, which is a... 70 kilometre uh, and it's a windy ass thing yeah. so what, what did, it, did it work? well it, no it did work um, I think he nearly got blown off a couple of times he got blo- certainly got blown off a few times in training um, like, so literally it was, it, was a, it was like if you can imagine like a, a white kind of curved it like, no, it's like you've got a big cup over you or something yeah like a big that. cup over, over, over the bike so you don't even see him he's inside no. it yeah, <laughs> it's like an, an oblong sort of cup and uh, incredibly aerodynamic and he just absolutely ripped the shit out of that course oh really oh yeah he was absolutely flying I remember reading his book and his average speed was something out of this world uh, and that's at the end of a coast to coast where you've already been going for you know 10 hours or so prior to that so yeah, he was a bit of an innovator, and that was one they got, they got, they got, um, that got banned pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that he did it, but it's incredibly just to have the audacity to actually try and do it. Yeah. Um, most memorable I am on it. Kona 09, Ferris Sultan running through to the aid station, grabs a cup of water in his mouth, grabs a cup of water over his head, grabs a cup of ice into the front of his speedos. Nice. Nice. Best I am talk moment when Bevan shared a story about crapping in his wetsuit. Oh, yes, and the episode where the guys forgot to stop recording. Oh, yeah, that was my bad. That was your fault. Yeah, that was your fault. Not many people know that it's a lost show, isn't it? It is lost. Yeah, thank God for that because I, I come across it with bad news. Hope for, it comes for an I am talk cookbook. <laughs> that is, Maybe we should do that. It's not a bad idea. It's probably pretty easy. All of you guys put in the recipe, submit it. Well, let's, let's leave that till the new year. Yeah, well, I'm just putting it I'm through thinking here, John. I'm okay. through thinking. All of you guys send in the recipe. John, you can be, you know, the I'll editor. Compile it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll just do one of those website books. Nowadays, you can. Yeah. I'm thinking revenue here, Bevan. <laughs> oh, we're going to make billions. <laughs> Thinking revenue. Oh, what's your Bill Gates? No, we're gonna we're gonna do that. I think that's a good idea. Okay, that's this next year's project. Favorite race and favorite athlete, non-related, but hey, the oh, I'm not sure what happened there. Okay, next person, James Botel. James Botel. Uh, favorite race, Chrissy's win in Kona um, when she had the flat tire. The star was confirmed. The sportsmanship shown by Chris Rebecca Keat was uh, complete class. Great. Favorite athlete, just one, Chris McCormick. Gutsy and outspoken. Tara Norton for the girls. She's epic and a great lady who has suffered so much bad luck. Um, and most memorable, the human meltdown. Stadler losing it in Kona with multiple flats. Yeah. Best moment, could it be Bevan um, sponging sweat with a pillow during an interview? Remember when we were doing... Yes, I do remember Yeah. yeah. Peeing on the bike episode. No, mine is John's. Willie Stroker moment. <laughs> there is somebody out there called Willie Stroker. Right. He listens to the show. <laughs> And then hope, <laughs> race profile for triathlon. With that, all my other wishes will come true. Money for the pros, TV coverage, continued success for Bevan and John. Okay, good old Nicholas Shepard. Race of the decade, uh, Kona 2001, Tim DeBoon. Meant a lot for the Americans, uh, for an American to win after September 11. Oh, I never thought of that. Yep. Yeah, it was only just after, it was September, October, obviously, so yeah. it's about a month after. Yeah, yeah. Favourite athlete of the decade, Ferris Al Sultan. It shouldn't work, a bearded German in speedos. Yeah, it does, what a cool dude. And he is a cool guy, eh? Yeah, he's nice, too. He's a real nice guy, yeah. eh? He's got no ego, and he's, you know, the thing is, you know, everyone has these ideas about what these people are like, you know, and so, you know, because the persona that's kind of put out there and, and how they all talk about each other. But 
all the guys are really great and if you actually get a chance and we've been really lucky to actually sit down with these guys and have conversations and you know I've never met anyone who I've thought oh that guy's a dick yeah you know what I mean it's, it's interesting why there is such that grudge between him and Macca because yeah, they're both, they're both really nice guys. guys yeah yeah well, I suppose it's different when you're competing yeah. uh, most memorable I remember the decade Macca finally winning Kona best I am talk moment anything involving Bevan and Dave Scott classic mm. we should get him on next year mm. uh, more I am talk economy com- comedy gold jeez I'm over the place okay John favourite race of the decade oh I didn't have a favourite race of the decade oh no no sorry I did sorry I did that did I think that was my moment but oh, I probably okay. should be classified as a race uh, yeah definitely without doubt for me is 2004 Beijing Olympics yeah um, just I mean great because it was one two Kiwis but just the way the race evolved how there was a breakaway and it was an incredibly tough bike course like those hills that they had to go up were bloody steep so um, it was cool to see a classic course and see Kiwis and, and, and the thing about that race which a lot of Kiwis probably know about the, the international listener yeah. <laughs> won't know is that the amount of prep the Kiwi team did like mm-hmm. they just planned that race so successfully didn't they and we get so few medals that it is such a big deal for triathlon in New Zealand you know most people in New Zealand who have got half a clue about sport now know who Bevan Doherty and Hamish Carter oh, are. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. If you, you can't went, miss them. Yeah, but if you went to the, into the UK and if, uh, or something like that, and if Alistair Brownlee goes on, or if he'd won the Olympics or whatever, in Beijing, bet you a lot of people wouldn't know who he's he is. He's another athlete, so isn't he? Yeah. It's a big, big deal for the sport in New Zealand. That would be my race of the decade as well. That was pretty cool. Um, I was trying to think yesterday of, of, of athletes of the decade, and it's bloody hard. I haven't, I didn't really come up with, with, with many, but my, I had a number of females... It's yep. snow still. I think she's awesome, and yep. uh, and she just when she's fit and uninjured, just she's pretty much unbeatable. So I think she's probably my female athlete of the decade, and I really like the way Natasha Badman races. Um, I've got a bit of a list. It should only really be one, shouldn't it? Well, but, no, but you've gone, you've gone Olympics, so go. You can and go then um, I mean, I think for me, Natasha Badman. I know you, a lot of people could argue Chrissy because she's been so dominant the last few years, but I just like the way Natasha Badman went about her racing, always down the swim and then just cruised her way through the field, making it look pretty effortless, and, uh, and so I, I like the way she raced. And I guess one, if you went the triathlete of the last two decades, Michaela Jones probably doesn't get enough credit for the amount she has achieved. She's been so consistent. The, the, the John, I can't believe our best mate. <laughs> yeah, with 2000 Olympics, she should have been the gold medalist there because the, the girl who got um, first was busted as being a drug cheat, not oh. from the Olympics, but like the next year. Um, oh. So she And she got out-sprinted, um, Michaela Jones, so she probably should have been in there. She's won Kona, and she's just won so many races. Really? So she might not be your best mate, Bevan. No, we she, are. <laughs> We're best mates. We're head on a dance floor, remember? Yeah, that's right. So she was there. And when I was thinking about guys, I didn't really come up with any that, that just just blew me away. Yeah, when I man, like I had a bit of a look at it, and and there's been, you know, you haven't got the Mark Allen this decade. There's no, there's no dominant character. You know, you've got Bateman and and the woman's and, and Chrissy kind of coming in at the end of the decade and and so for me you kind of got to think of a guy like Peter Reid you know an Iron Man you know like he was you look at his record he was right at the end of the 90s start of 2000 yeah but he kind of you know he was probably one of the better guys of the decade um yeah and other than that there is no real defining that's pretty much it really I mean I love the way Stadler always raced I mean he packs it to, he's either He's there or he isn't, eh? He's there or there isn't, but he, he, I'm always interested to see how he goes. If I'm watching race and Sadler's here, I'm going, wow, this could be awesome, yeah, or, yeah. or it might not be. He so. lives on the edge, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, so I quite, quite excited about uh, when he races. And, um, and of course, uh, Macca probably, he hasn't got, he's only got one Kona title, but when you consider his record outside of Kona, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, he'd be know? one of the, but, but it's been, it's in, in the male's game, like the female's game, that seems to be, you've got one, it seems to be, you have one girl who goes for like five, ten years, or five, yeah. ten, seven years, dominates the sport, she leaves, and another girl turns up. That's true. And it seems to always be the case, and ongoing, it seems to be, whereas the guys, in the 80s you had like a couple guys who dominated but mm. since then in Iron Man you haven't really had that dominating yeah. character and it's really hard to identify the one person who's really dominated the sport so I, I think for me I like Mecca because I just think he, he kills himself out there yeah. you know and he's, he's, he's tough mm. you know and a lot of guys are tough but for me Mecca at Kona this year when 
he was walking, you know, he was walking, mm. game over. And for him to just dig deep and push on through, that really showed the kind of character which our sport's all about. If you look at Crowley, I mean, he's covered all distances uh, pretty successfully as you can move through the decades. He's yep. been great. And if I was to say a short course athlete, probably the one that stands out for me is probably Gomez. Um, just he, yep. he, he took the running to a new level. Granted, he's getting beaten a bit now by Brownie, but he really um, stepped it up a bit over the last sort of three to four years. So, yeah. Where do you see? Where do you see? Okay, wait a second. No? Uh, most memorable. I oh know I've done that. On oh, no, my best memorable moment from an Ironman in the last decade. Oh, for me, just because we were there was probably when Chrissy broke the record. I'd say. Yeah. Just because yeah, we were yeah, there, that was pretty cool. The finish line. Huh? Yeah. Well, years from now, we have to go. She'll probably break it oh, next yeah. year, but she was. Yeah. 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 Okay. She's just a unique individual who's got incredible talent, likes to train, and she's got the right mental attitude. And most people usually only have two of those three things. Yeah. And because she's got three, she's just going to keep dominating. And she's just a rounded person. Yeah. You know, like, the thing is with Chrissy, she, you just meet her and you just think, man, this woman has got her head screwed on, eh? <laughs> she's a wonderful woman. Okay, um, most memorable moment for me, yeah, definitely that would be it. Um, um, when was the sprint off? No, that was like in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. No, there was sprint offs. Oh, no, no, that one they had in Germany of the woman. <clears throat> oh yeah, but we didn't see that. Yeah. No, but it still seems quite yeah. memorable. <laughs> Very memorable. <laughs> okay, this Iron Talk moment. Oh, I can't think of anything in particular. Oh, it's probably the day we lost it. You guys, you, oh, yeah. we had to turn the mics off when we lost it. What was that about, about you running in the undies? That's yeah, right, running. Yeah, the, the we, we honestly we were, we were crying with laughter for yeah. about fifteen minutes. Yeah, we had to stop the show. Struggled. It was <laughs> we couldn't go on. Right. It's like when you when you're laughing with someone so much and you look at them, you keep laughing. Yeah, just, <laughs> I had to leave the room. For a bit. <laughs> right, out of the room. <laughs> out of the room. Come back when you got it under control. That was pretty funny. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen? What do we need to see the sport go in the next ten years? Well, I think it's. We're, we're, we are at a, bit, a little bit of a change point. You know, we interviewed Jordan Rapp a couple of weeks ago and he said he's doing this uh, Rev 3 series because yep. he likes the what, what it's all about and it's taking, you know, it's looking after the pro athletes a bit more. So my hope is, is um, much like what uh, James Botel and a couple of the others said, is that you get a few different series competing against each other and, and there's enough demand out there that everybody can win. Um, so, you know, it would be great if we can see Challenge sort of rise up a bit um, and be, be, say, a force in, in Europe. And then maybe if the Rev 3 ones do it in the States, uh, it's all still going to always be about Kona, but I think um, a bit of competition is going to be really healthy. Well, I think competition could be really great. Will it dilute the sport too much or will, it, will athletes start to come through? You know, like, I mean, if we if, if Challenge does come on and in 10 years from now, Challenge has 20 races that can, you know, because mm. Challenge seemed to be able to put on a race and pretty much fill it. You know, if they have another twenty races and in the, in, the, in the world there's maybe seventy Ironman races, does that then will will pros come through without money increasing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. if the money's in the sport, people will come through. But you know, we aren't really seeing that many pros coming through, are no. we? Well, it might, might be that the pros end up doing the Challenge Series and that the Ironman races are the mass participation races because. That seems to be the way it's going. Those, most of the Ironman races are getting more and more diluted, and yep. there's less and less pros, but they're still filling every single flipping race. Mm. So it's sort of saying, well, do we really care what the pros are like? And the, the and the big banner race for the for, for for WTC will always be Kona, and if they can you know really pump up the pros for that, oh, it's that, just interesting. Like when, when you go to challenge races, they're really big on promoting the pros, mm. you know. And I know that you know if you do a challenge race and you're a pretty high level pro, they put you under contract and you get appearance fees, but they make you work for your money. Yeah. You know, you're out in the public, you have to go to public appearances, and you know, and, and it's interesting because I imagine most pros probably aren't used to that, so they're probably not used to the demands of a challenge race, but. I like that about the challenge because it's actually promoting the pros in the sport yep. to the general population and it's one of the reasons maybe that when you go to road that the public are so aware of the race mm. that they actually know all the pros and so yeah it's really interesting uh, what have, any other hopes for the decade of our sport? No but I think we need to move on Oh okay Yeah Sure So every, it was a nice decade <laughs> Let's move on to the next one <laughs> Okay just a question before we finish up What do you call this decade? Well, you know, because you only call it the nineties. The zeros. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Someone did say the noughties. Right. I thought that was quite good. Wasn't it the naughty nineties? No, well, no, because it's two noughts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with the noughties. Okay, the noughties. Oh. And uh, for this week's one, pretty basic. Who, who you want to be on the best of for this year um, in terms of the interviews we're going to put on in the last couple of weeks? 
next couple of shows just um, your favourite interviews of the year we'll replay them because uh, I'm on holiday and uh, I don't want to be too much holiday yeah I definitely want holiday alright here we go I bought this new game for my iPhone yeah. called John Madden Football. Nice, like the, like the first name of it. John, oh, John, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, and uh, it's really good, but I stayed up late last night playing it. Oh, I'm a bit tired, but uh, a bit on the fatigue side. Yeah, and you know when you're sitting in bed and you're playing a game on your iPhone? <laughs> Which I'm yeah, sure yeah, you're going to be like, hey, Dan, what's, have, you, have you broken the record? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you kind of just sit there thinking, I need to go to bed, but it's a really good game. So you weren't staying at Joe's last night? No, there was no, there was no holding hands last night. <laughs> Okay, age group of the week. Let's go. Who sent this to you? Mike Colonel. Colonel Mike Hood. Oh, I love it. And this, he actually sent through a photo of this one, didn't he? Uh, oh. you, you forward the emails on to me. I don't get the photos. Oh, okay. Well, I'll send through. I'll put the photo on the website because it's bloody great. My nomination for age group of the week is Darwin Zippy Zipdrick. That's original We started training for a triathlon together four years ago when he could not run 3Ks without collapsing. He has trained hard, become addicted, and completed IM USA in Lake Placid in 2008, and then promptly signed up to do the race again in 2009. His training was going great, but then work came calling. Zippy is in the Canadian Air Force, and he was sent to Afghanistan, Afghanistan for nine months, which meant he would not be able to race. Not one to give up easily, he continued to find more time to train and set up his bike on his trainer in his room, which he rode daily. He also committed to do 100 runs in 100 days, whereby he ran a minimum of 30 minutes, most done on a treadmill each day. He totaled over 750Ks in that period. No swimming possible, he then mixed it up with cross-training and weights. An amazing commitment to the sport, considering his job over there kept him working 14 hours a day, 7 days a week. Wow. He has just returned from nine months away and in the best shape of his life and he's got his photo with his Iron Talk jersey and how do you say that Kandahar. one, John? Kandahar. Kandahar uh, is pretty sure it's either in Afghanistan or Iran. I'm pretty sure it's in Afghanistan. That's pretty cool to think that an Iron Talk jersey is yeah. in Kandahar. We'll be putting it on the website. Don't worry about that. Glad that I, hopefully there was no bullet holes through it or anything yeah, like no, that. No, he did. He does blood coming out of it. Yeah, he, yeah, he survived. Yeah. Uh, he is registered to race Ironman Canada next summer. summer. That's bloody awesome, eh? It is. 14 hours a day, 7 days a week, and then start all your training on top of that. I like the idea of the 100 runs in 100 days. If you guys have done that. Well, that's, actually, last week we talked about on the show, and someone sent through a link saying that on Slow Twitch, there's a challenge they have on there, oh, and they have okay. a few rules around it. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, might consider doing that one day. Mm, one, when I've got a spare 100 days. You've got to do at least 30 minutes of running. Yep, that's fair enough. Yep. I've probably set myself a pace minimum as well. You have to average pace you've got to maintain. So you've got to do it, what, at least... Yeah, 6Ks in a half hour. Yeah, something yep. like that. 5-minute yep. Ks, minimum. Yep. I, I told Melina once, I don't, I don't run it for side of 5-minute Ks. It just doesn't happen. Did you? Yeah. What did Melina say to that? He just laughed at me. He said, Jeez, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a wise man. That's what I love about Melina. <laughs> yeah, he said, no, no, actually. I remember, and then I remember him saying later in the camp, he said, so it's okay to run... Um, you're okay with running that quickly, but you're you're okay to ride like a granny, like you're riding like 20, 26 k an hour. See, that's the problem, Melina. He's a wise man. Because one time he goes to me, we're talking about swimming, and I say, oh, I hate swimming for over an hour and a half. Like it's, I just don't do it, and even an hour I hate. And he goes, so you swim for an hour and a half, but you'll bike for eight. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, shut up, Melina. <laughs> but he's got big muscles now, so I won't say that. Yeah. So anyway, good old Zippy. So man, first of all. I didn't even know Canada had an Air Force. Yep. It must be a bit stronger than our Air Force. I don't know if they do much, but I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they protect our great country. I'll tell you, all those enemies against New Zealand. Yeah. And, but, to, you know, it's an awesome effort to work 14 hours a day, seven days a week. You're shared getting home. To have the mm-hmm. commitment to get off, you know, get home and actually jump and do some training is, is a bloody good effort, mate. So, Zippy, mate, good luck for Canada next year. Make sure you let us know how you go. But what do we say? Zippy. You are our... Age Grouper of the week. week. Love your work. Thanks for it. I'm mod. I'm mod. I'm all over the place. Mike. Radio. Colonel Mike. Colonel Mike. That's right. Turn up. Turn up. Beautiful. Right. Uh, here's some music. Website of the week. Good old, who sent through this one? Elsa, Elsa McPherson, who lives in Melbourne. 
Oh, good old Elsa. How do you know Elsa? She's a coach. Oh, yeah. She's a runner. She's been spent some time focusing on her running. Made some big gains. Did the run walk and did uh, a big PB. I think it was about maybe about twenty-five run, minutes. Why might you run walk, Monica? Wouldn't be foolish if you're a little on the. the well, I'm, I, I, my longest ride so far has been a three hour. Yeah. And it's longest by double any of my other longest rides. You'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be fine. I think I'm going to win it. Yeah. Pure, you, mate. You're going down. That's all right. Pluey. That's all right. <laughs> you're going down, Pluey. Watch yourself, mate. <laughs> so, anyway, this week's week's part of the week is a clip from YouTube. And it's a clip of Marinda Carfrey's run, run form analysis of her running in a Rev 3 race earlier this year where she won and she won it on the run. And so she's an athlete who's uh, obviously finished second in Kona this year. She had the fastest, broke the, the women's course oh, run blitzing record, it. blitzing it. And I think she finished seventh, had the seventh fastest run overall. It was in the top 10 anyway. Well, the funny is, thing was when she came out, John goes, Oh, she's going to blow. Because <laughs> she was going so fast. But I read somewhere she ran 5.30 or something for the first mile. I don't know if that was accurate, but that's what, that's what I thought I read somewhere. So she's clearly a fast runner. Um, but the, the reason I wanted to include this, it was Elsa sent in, and I thought it was great, is I'm telling a number of guys they need to have a look at what it's like to be running fast. Um, and then obviously get yourself videoed. And this is a good little clip. The guy goes through what is good run form. She's got a really good example of what's triathlon um, good run form. And one of the key things is really getting those hip flexors open. open. And if you look at her, she's pretty good at it. If you look at Brownlee, who's the best runner in our sport at the moment, he's just got this incredible extension through his hips. So really? incredible push off. His stride length is just massive. And uh, and that's a really important thing. That and it's easy speed, get. isn't it? Oh, it's, it, that's the thing. The things that make you run fast is your stride rate, which is, you know, you can, can improve relatively easy. Stride length takes a bit more work, and there's a number of things you can do. Um, but this is really sort of demonstrating um, what is good stride length, what is good extension through your through your um, through your hip flexors and, and good push offs. So ha- have a look at it. It's then, your perfect posture, too. Look yeah, at that. And that's the angle. thing. And the other key thing to watch with her is where her feet land. And this is uh, we did some analysis on um, some of our young elite guys uh, on the camp last weekend. And with the exception of one person, they all overstride, did overstride. Oh, went too far um, forward yeah. with their foot. Some of them was really borderline, but most people tend to overstride, and that is because they often have uh, poor knee drive, and often their flight time is not quite long enough as well. Yep. So, um, have flight, a look at I this like that. flight yeah. time. Yeah, have a look at the the clip of Marinda Carfrey. It's good. The guy breaks it all down into pieces, and then try to get yourself videoed in a similar side-on situation um, when you are running at race pace. Have a look where your feet are landing. Have a look at you um, do that, don't you? Uh, yeah, but not at the moment. No. Oh. Not in terms of offering it as a service. Okay. Um, have a look where your feet are landing, if it's in front of your body or not. Have a look at your where your centre of gravity is. Have a look at your forward lean. Have a look at your push-off, your knee drive. A good thing to do would be to get like uh, the striding on DVD, and that can yep. go through basically most of the important aspects of your running form. And, teach and some check it out. Really important to look at what you do. I'll put a link to this website on YouTube on www.imtalk.me. Radio questions and answers. Well, we've got 20 minutes, John. We've probably only got 10 minutes, so let's be quick. Well, no, I, could, I need to be at the door at five past nine on this clock. Okay. I'll, okay. Uh, I'll read some of these questions because uh, I'm familiar okay. with them. S- Summarise them, John. Mike, the Farnborough Fox, oh. Hewison. Nice. Um, he signed up for his first Ironman next year, the Forest Man, in late June. He, Great. He's looking to plan a season, ideally. He'd like to have half Ironmans as build up, but it's a you know it's a mid season race, so it's quite difficult to get, get some half Ironmans and race simulations. Yep. So his question was, uh, he's thinking that possibly going doing the Abu Dhabi race is, is oh nice could tie it in with work. Do you so, think it's going to happen now because they were losing all their money over there? Uh, well, I don't know. I would assume so. It's all advertised okay. and so, uh, it's on. I would it's on. So. It's on. Why are they all losing their money? Oh, apparently the Emirates, are, Dubai has lost a shitload of money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, he goes, what do you reckon? Do the full distance, would, it per- would that be perfect training if you have the fitness? Oh, so that's my answers. <laughs> I probably should do the questions first. <laughs> Um, right, so he's thinking, I'm about, rushing you, aren't I? he's thinking about doing the Abu Dhabi try. I'm not sure if it would fit. Uh, do you think the format would fit into my Ironman training? Was the first question. Um, I'm thinking of a half distance might be appropriate. Can I predict your answer? No, no. Oh. Uh, race at Ironman pace. Uh, it's 15 weeks before Forest Man. The run seems a bit shorter, but ideal. Um, ideally? Ideally. Should be long enough. 
Uh, I think you're going to say it's perfect, John. I think it's perfect. Oh. No, no, no. I think the you should do the full distance, not the half distance. Oh, that's so what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the the distance over there, I think it was like a one k swim, hundred k bike, ten k run, or a two k swim. No, it was a longer swim, longer bike. Was it? So maybe it was a five k swim, two hundred k bike. Yeah, I can't remember. Twenty k run. It was only twenty k run. I remember it really suited Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that he's organising it. So I would suggest if you've got the opportunity, if you've got the fitness to do the full distance, it's a perfect simulation mm. for. Because um, you're not going to hurt yourself with the run. No. It's a 20k run. It's a good training Uh, day. As long as you're reasonably well controlled, doing a 200k bike is perfect. You can test all your nutrition. The only thing is, I guess, the conditions in Abu Dhabi may be different to what you'd experience back home for Forest Man. But um, if you had the fitness, I would be suggesting doing the full full distance race. Nice. as for the rest of your training, and, and I've said this many times before, if there aren't any suitable races, you know, you've got to get some half Ironman simulations and do them every sort of five five weeks or so and uh, test your nutrition, test your pacing, and then on top of that, you know, you should be doing some weekends um, where you're doing long ride, long run. Um, there's always that debate whether you back your long run up in the weekend when you're doing long ride. I suggest not doing it all the time, but some of the time it's good. Like Saturday, do a 150 to 180k ride. Sunday, say do Two and a half to three hour run. Perfect. Job done. Next question. This is from Sicker Spuds or Paul? <laughs> Sicker Spuds. Oh no, wait a second. Paul, yes, it's the same question? Yep, it's a big one. It's a biggie. Okay, John, just, just break it down. Okay. Break it down now. Paul's 44 years, currently relatively inactive. Nice. Um, been full on with business. He had a couple of businesses. Um, before Millions millions. Hardly trained. Very sporadic training, and his diet has gone to pot, and he's put on a lot of weight. Nice. Got so a little, wants to do two Ironmans a week. Yeah. <laughs> done a little bit of background, done some, done a marathon, <clears throat> done a few sprint, Olympic distance triathlons. Here's the thing. I have a bit of background in training and doing all this sort of stuff, but he's decided, given the current financial situation, just give your leg a little bit of rub uh, there. I was actually getting pretty excited, to be honest. <laughs> he's decided to take two years completely off uh, work and, and train. Nice. So... He's gone, he's gone from one extreme to the other, hasn't he, John? He has. So he wants to he's know... He's doing the madman, isn't he? Because that's what madman did, wasn't well, it? Well, yeah, but madman had a bit more background in yep. terms of training. Yep. So he wants to know if he should be on the John Newsom three-year plan or whether it's safe and sensible to go straight into it and get stuck into doing Ironman racing. My advice would be, given you're going from doing pretty much bugger all yep. into probably wanting to do quite a bit... First things you need to probably go and do is to get a bike set up done, get your running gait looked at, and make sure you've got your running shoes um, and everything sorted out there. So, whenever you're going to be trying to increase your training fairly significantly, especially if you don't have a history of, yeah, yeah. got it. You know, you're just going to end up getting injured. So get all your get do all your injury prevention work first. Get yourself set up before you even think about doing your training. Question number one: How many hours per week to dedicate to training? going to take the conservative approach here you've got to build it up slowly be, yep. be pretty sensible I would suggest one session per day maximum with one day off per week so six sessions that's how you should start off just slowly yep. build it up uh, in terms of weekly hours people ask how many hours should I be doing and that's so dependent on how much cycling you're doing because cycling's the safest if you're in a run focus yeah, you might only be doing seven hours of training total a week yep. and that could be quite hard versus 15 if you're doing lots of biking so I would say um, don't exceed 14 hours per week total in the first six months and then you've really just got to assess and build it up from there. Once you've really got a good six months to a year under your belt, if you, if you are just full-time, if you're just training and you haven't got much else on your plate, you probably can sustain sort of 15 to 20 hours. Anything more than that, I think, would be uh, putting your body under too much pressure. Nice. It's uh, the intensity. Yep, don't do too okay. much intensity early on. That's what'll hurt you, not the volume. And then once six months, you know, a year down the track, you can really add the intensity in. Great. Yep. Okay, number two. What type of training? What type of training should you do? Oh, John! Well, you see, I've got. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to silence that person. Yeah, <laughs> not important. <laughs> My phone now. I've got it set so when it rings, it goes, "Who's calling it?" Like Great. his name's like Bevan Isles calling. Bevan oh, Isles really? Calling. So luckily that name... I'm, I'm glad you picked up the phone this morning then. Yeah, do. You shouldn't tell people that because then they know that you're not answering. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Uh, the type of mix of training. Um, I would suggest when you, when you if you're in this position, which a number of you guys might be, you're looking to up things, focus your efforts on your swimming and biking. It's the safest thing to do. Running. If you're coming from very little running background, three shortest runs per week is sufficient. When do you become fit enough to join a swim or running club? It's from the start. 
Well, it just depends on, on how they fit. If you, if you wanted to come to Christchurch and train with our swim squad out at QE2, you know, you have to be pretty bloody fast to get in there. Yeah. Um, you've got to be sort of sub two, sub two minutes for, for, for joining there. Well, I think um, the thing is, is that at least go along to the clubs because they may not, you know, like, go and try it out because it may be too fast, but someone will point you towards another squad. Yeah. There's always a squad somewhere in town where it's yep. a little bit slower. So, yep. And I think you're best to get in there early before you make your big mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, because you could spend six months swimming by yourself. Get bad technique. It may be that you need to do a little bit of one-on-one stuff. Yep. And uh, given you've made your millions by having all your small businesses, yep, it right. should be sweet. Number four, can I complete an, can an Ironman be achieved in one year or two years? Yep, um, definitely. For completion only. And yep. the thing is, yes, it can. I mean, I always harp on about my three-year plan. What you've got to balance up is completion versus completion and really being satisfied with the job well done and not actually suffering all the way through. I think if you go from um, you know, zero, try to go from zero to hero, yeah, it can be done in a year, and there's lots of examples of people to do that, but it's going to be a much harder day for you to get through that. Um, that is the message. That is the message. That's good. <laughs> Happy about that. Uh, so I'd say, yes, you can do it in one year, but if you really want to nail Ironman well, I think go on the two- or three-year plan. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think one of the things that, one of the reasons you love the three-year plan is that it gives you a long-term love of the sport. Yeah. Whereas the people who tend to do a year, it's the, the other one and got done. Suffer through it. Yeah, and, and they just don't love. You know, they do one year of triathlon in their life. Yeah. You know, and, and hey, yeah, it's fine. cool to their box and all the rest of it. But you know, if, if you really want to grow through the sport, you know, have a few years doing the sport, and you may not like do triathlon forever, but you know, you can get a lot of and personal you, growth out of it. You'll minimize the balls ups on the day. You know, you'd hopefully have nutrition a little more ironed yeah, out, transitions um, be better, and, and all that, that sort of stuff. stuff. Number five, should he go for coach? Or he's just signed up with beginner triathlete um, and looking to do their training programs. For the stage you're at, I would say be perfectly fine with just following like a, an online beginner triathlete program, yep. just getting in the groove. But I would just suggest you've got to take all those steps that I mentioned before, having your technique looked at, having your running shoes looked at, uh, and getting your bike set up appropriately. Okay, I'd like to do London Marathon next year, April. Is it advisable to do an Ironman in the same year? Depends when the Ironman is. Uh, one of our, I'll follow. I'll follow this up in one of my next questions because okay. uh, that's going to go through that. And that's pretty much it. Rip it up, Paul. Rip it up, Paul. Rip it up. Next question, Jonathan Senior. Just discovered podcast. Love it. Congratulations on a great show. I am fit and a healthy twenty-four-year-old male. I have spent the summer months training moderately hard for my first half marathon. Sort your shit out. And <laughs> no, you know you, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking to me. <laughs> An additional time of one thirty-five for the first attempt. Solid. I re- yeah, I really enjoyed the training. I wasn't remotely phased by the distance. Since completing the race, I felt a little bit empty and become obsessed with the thought of completing. Ironman UK in 2010 which is held just a few miles away from me in Bolton the problem is that although I may have the driver motivation I currently don't have a bike and have always been a pretty poor swimmer I've heard you guys talk about three year plan to iron distance racing but my question is to you guys is can it be done in 10 months I feel my aerobic fitness is okay but obviously I have no swimming or cycling background love to hear your thoughts my thoughts would probably be don't do it don't do it (laughs) I would say try to find some other races and build up to it. If you've got no swimming, no biking background, 10 months is not a lot of time to get yourself ready. And again, yeah, sure, if you went and got onto it tomorrow, you'd probably be able to get through it. If you if you had if you really stuck with it, you know you'd probably be able to get. Well, through I think it. the thing is, is, is to know here you're, you're 24. You've got years of athletic. It's going to be there every year. You pick, you know, like you're, you know, you've still got another 10, 15 years to pick in the sport. So so whilst your name is senior, it's, it's <laughs> still true. Ju- you're still junior. Oh, I love your work, John. Yeah, you, you, you're sharp today, mate. Oh, last oh, week oh, you're you're weak. I was fatigued. Like it, was your, it was your poor. If it was your, it was your, your bad show of the year. I'll give you one a year. Yeah. But this week you've redeemed yourself. Yeah. If you have a kid. Make sure you call him junior. Junior, senior. Junior, senior. <laughs> See, you just keep delivering. But yeah, the thing is, you've got plenty of time. I remember I actually, when I thought about doing Ironman, I, I didn't have a bike either. I rang Scott Molina at the pool trying to get him to coach me, and he just gave me two minutes of his time and dragged me off. <laughs> yeah. But, but he was, you know, I didn't have a bike and stuff. And yeah, 10 months, it's not going to be that much of a fun experience. Even, yeah, thing, no, and you don't know if you enjoy biking or you um, enjoy swimming. So. And the thing is, at 24, you haven't made your millions like a good mate Paul yeah and so things like the cost of the sport costs a lot of money mm-hmm. and if you kind of take a three year plan that cost doesn't all come at once mm-hmm. whereas if you're going to do a race in 10 months you're going to have to drop probably 5,000 bucks oh, yeah. by the time nutrition bike yep. wetsuit you know race day fees all yep. that stuff you, you know so do you have 5,000 bucks to drop on a race and if you do that's cool but if not 
Whereas if you kind of think towards three years, you kind of build those things up. So you get a bike, you start doing <clears> some bike racing and, and move towards it. Learn to swim first. Good old Zachary Long. I'm ruining everybody's dreams here. They're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to go do this and you can do it. Oh. Don't race, it's bad for you. Yeah. Okay, basically. There's a few more of them coming right now, too. <laughs> okay. uh, he's basically my local YMCA renovated the indoor pool, so they have now made an outdoor pool circle Circles swimming only. only. To handle the volume of swimmers. My question is, how do you follow a workout while swimming? Circle circles? swimming? What do you swim around? Just, no, just lane swimming. So I don't know what they did in the past, probably just free swimming wherever you want to go. But, uh, really? Yeah. But mate, you you've not experienced not experienced the difficulties we have overseas trying to swim. Christchurch in New Zealand, we have got it sweet. You get in the pool and you lap yeah, swimming in his lanes, and, yeah. and you go up and down. It's pretty yeah. simple. It's not that simple overseas. Yeah, you know, I, I give people programs in the UK, and I say you know maybe do five two hundreds pool on on a set yep. time. Sorry, I'm not allowed to wear paddles in the pool. You know what? I'm not allowed to wear paddles. I'm not allowed to use pool boy. Not allowed to use flippers. Things like that. Really? Yeah. No lane ropes. I mean, I consistently swam in pools in the UK. No lane ropes. You'd basically just sort of. Be Did you get peasants hitting into you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That happened to me in Spain. Yeah. Because I was in Spain and, and it was a hot day and it was kind of a recreational pool, but I had to do, you know four ropes. That's what they're all like. Oh, and you got people running in front of you. And yep. Oh, yeah. Can you see I'm doing laps? <laughs> yeah. So it wants to. Um, Zach just wants to know a little bit about pool etiquette. And the problem with pool etiquette is if you're on the pool etiquette and somebody else isn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. really matter. But anyway, um, when you're swimming laps, key thing is he's asking when people are, um, if he's wanting to stop in the middle of intervals or whatever, how do you sort of stay out of people's way? Key thing is proper swimming etiquette says you always need to keep the T clear, which means the painted black line in the middle uh, yep. of the lane on the wall, if you you've stop, got to keep go to that side. clear, go to the side so people can come oh, in and tumble on that. people don't do that? Oh, this is anger. Because <laughs> the angry John came out there. Butterfly comes out there. Um, so that's that's tip, tip number one for staying out of people's way. Tip number two: when you when, if you want to do some kick or some drill work, yeah, go into the slow lane or go yeah. into the lane where it's your slower, kick yeah. is yeah. that speed because it's pretty frustrating if someone starts kicking in the fast lane. Yep. Um, so you need to move over when you're doing that sort of stuff. And when you are doing set sessions in public lane space, you've just got to have a little bit of flexibility in terms of um, you know, what you're doing and your, and your rest and what have you, and you just got to accept that if you want to do yeah. 10 100s on the 1 minute 45, um, chances are you're probably not going to be able to do it. Some might be on the 140, some might be on the 150. Yeah. Key thing is, is I, I tend to do is just modify my rest a little bit based on how, what other people are doing. So if somebody you know is slower than you are coming into the swimming into the wall, I'd push off just in front of them. Um, yep. So then I'd get a clear run. So that's a key thing. You want to be trying to get clear runs as much yeah. as you can. But you've got to be careful, and this is another bad swim etiquette thing that swimmers go nuts about you. If you do push off in front of someone, directly in front of them, they get pretty angry. So make yep. sure you leave a little bit of space there. And if you're slower than somebody and you push off just in front of them, they're likely to get a little bit angry. Yep, just let them pass you. Mm. Um, okay, good times. Next question, Julian McGowan. Loves the show, listen to it on my commute to central London. And helps me stay motivated when I'm getting up at 5.50 to train. Love his work. I guess the question is... I am tracking my first Ironman in Switzerland. Tackling. Oh, tackling, my sorry. My first Ironman in Switzerland in June 2010. However, this past year, I also got my PB in a marathon and I'm keen to have a crack in approving in London in April 2010. I'm ruining somebody else's... Don't do it. Yeah, no. What, he wants to consider both races in A races. Julian wants to consider both races A race. Are they too close? London Marathon is in April. Ironman Switzerland is in June. Yep. Doesn't leave you a lot of time there. Basically, leaves you rest of April, May, and a little bit of June. So there's probably, I'm guessing, about eight to ten weeks in there. Far too close if you want to do them both well. If you wanted to run Ironman as, as I mean, run uh, the marathon as a long run, sweet. Yep. But if you try wanted to do both of those to the best of your ability, you're going to come away disappointed. Okay, so choose one or the other. Choose one or the other. Yep. You still do Ironman after it. But, but you're probably not going to have gonna, as good a race. Because you're going to be taking three or four weeks to get, get properly over the marathon, and then you've only got sort of four or five weeks until... Can you turn it off? No. It's... Why can't you turn it off? Okay, I'll turn it off for you. Well, you're not for me, John. For the for the community. For everyone. Three missed calls. Oh, well, look at you. It's busy yourself. times, I'm on holiday tomorrow. I've got to get shit sorted. I've got to get my things sorted, I mean. <laughs> What's the saying I saw the other day? Shit just got serious. <laughs> like that. Okay, Bradley Carroll. Uh, apologies if his questions have already been asked. My, the inspiration for the Ironman came from John Collins when he asked a simple question. Who is the fittest swimmer, cyclist and runner? Well, 32 years later, 
too heavy. I thought this was a nice way to finish off the decade. Oh, okay, wait a second before we go there. Um, The 100 runs Daniel Ward said was the so to which you talked about. Matt Clayton, Conage coverage in New Zealand. Well, I actually asked the Philinator this question yesterday. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Um, he says there's a lot of Ironman because this guy's in New Zealand. Yep. There's a lot of all the Ironman races are on Sky, but Phil's never seen Kona on there oh. because I guess all the other ones are just run by yeah, just whoever. They buy it cheap or something. They just buy it cheap, but Kona I guess is done by NBC and it's they may e- not. Oh, cool. They may not sell it. It's the end, isn't it? Yeah. So he hasn't seen it. I'm not saying it's definitely not on, but it's a little harder to. Check you know what? Bit torrent. It'll be on somewhere. It'll be on somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, might be some mystery viewer okay. put it up on. Yeah, uh, on yeah. YouTube maybe, yeah. 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 for a quick screening. <laughs> okay, who is the fittest swimmer, cyclist, or runner? I'm just putting that out. I'm not answering. I'm just putting it out. There. Oh, you're just putting it out there, John. Well, Brad, I'm, I'm not actually. Bradley, Bradley Carroll. Carroll's putting it out there. I think it's one of those things. Who's the um, again? Who's the best athlete of the decades? You can't really compare. I think runners. And runners. I think runners. Really? Yep. Marathon runner? No. Well, I see no, no. You don't reckon? No. You don't reckon a marathon runner's fastest or fitter? Uh, what's the question? Fittest? Fittest. No. You don't? No. What do you think? Cyclist? You can't say swimmer. I would be... I would, I would probably marathon go runners run nearly, what, 160 mile a week? Yeah, but you put that in perspective. I mean, the, the, the hours training they do compared to a cyclist is minuscule. Yeah, but it's a different... It's a harder sport. Oh, on the body. Oh, we, well, let's get Lance on the program. Yeah, oh, get you saw that Lance, I'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I think people don't, I think a lot of people don't understand how much training swimmers do. Yeah. Oh, you know, I totally get that swimmers yeah. train a lot. But and when yeah. it comes to what's most physically demanding on your body and how your body's to adapt to that that sport, running is, weight-bearing exercise is harder than non-weight-bearing exercise. I'll give I'll give it to you that it, uh, it's certainly... Fatigues your body. When do you feel more? most fittest? Do you feel fitter now that you're ready for Epic Camp of Cycling, which some would argue maybe. <laughs> not, really. not some. Or when you've done an amazing run block? I'd, I'd feel better after cycling block, to be perfectly honest. See, I think you feel better because the only reason you feel better is because your body's not so shared because running takes it out of you more. Mm. But when you get to that high end run fitness, I don't know, John, you would have won that Christmas cricker, I'm thinking. <laughs> Swimmers, I mean, but most people will have never experienced what it's like to be swimming. Oh, fit. yeah, yeah, because those, those guys, guys 10Ks swim, a day. Yeah, 10Ks a day plus strength and conditioning. Yeah. And they, they absolutely punish, and the thing is, as you said, because it's a non weight bearing exercise, absolutely punish themselves. And I'd say you'd see more chundering and stuff in swim sessions than you would in, in other workouts. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a hard question. Very hard question. Good one. Good Put question. it out there. Well, maybe we'll make a discussion a week in the new year. Yeah. Our sponsors. Okay, first of all, we want to thank our sponsors, John. That's what we're going to do Another today. Year of support. We're going to thank our sponsors because you know, like I am talk. It's, it's John and I put a lot of work into this thing. We do. We do. And uh, you know, and and you know, it's they nice help us to, out. You know, you know, we need their support because and it's a win-win situation. You know, we get plenty of feedback from Albert. You guys buying coffee, so whenever you do buy stuff, you know, let them know that you're an I am talk listener. Makes us look good. Yeah, and, and, and one thing um, Cameron actually said was that you know you guys are great at actually letting them know, and that breaks down a lot of the barriers for them. When with tri-buys. Yeah, with tri-buys. They, they breaks down a lot of the barriers. You know, normally when they get people from like Triathlete Mag, they've got to, you know, oh, they're real suspicious of them. But with you guys, you trust tri-buys because we have this connection with them. So, um, you know, so first of all, we just want to thank Coffees of Hawaii. Remember that, you know, they're a pretty great company delivering a, a bloody good product. Um, have the boat out in Kona, which we had a lot of fun on this year. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun on the boat, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. John just about drowned. Going to the bottom. That's true. Yeah. Ears are still sore from that. I had a dream, actually. <laughs> Back it up. <laughs> I had a dream. I think it was like two nights ago. That, ah, uh, I had a dream. You, you know how you clear your night, clear yeah, your yeah, ears? Yeah. I did that, and I had a big bubble up that my, 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 the inside of my ear came outside, and then all this pus came out of it. Wow. <laughs> so what's the, what was the deeper meaning there, John? Don't know. I had a dream a couple of nights ago, I but I'm not going <laughs> I need to clean my ear. There's the boat there. Oh, it's We've beautiful. been there, done that. So now, remember, you can get all your coffee stuff from Coffee's Why, obviously, all your tea stuff, great gift buying. And these are guys that are giving back. They put 1% of all the revenue into the planet. And remember, tri-buys, you know, when it comes to tri-buys, you can still spin the crank. But the thing is, you know, if you're ever looking at getting triathlon gear, just go on there first and, and, you know, check out their special page. Check out their page, you know, for all the different areas as well. Even if you don't want a special, if you just want the latest cool stuff, they've got all the latest bikes and everything there. So if you're ever thinking triathlon, get on there, you know, go there first and check out what they've got because... 
support the people that support the show. And also make sure you sign up for the newsletter because on the newsletter they often have some pretty great deals coming through on that. So uh, that'd be really good as well. And then lastly, athlinks.com. You know, it's it's just a really great way to kind of keep your athletic life up to date, really, eh? That's a good way of putting it. I do. I've, I mean, um, I haven't got any races. I've got, oh, I'll get the Christmas cracker up there. I'll, I'll forward that. The results aren't actually out yet, but I'll forward that straight away. Yep. But I find it really useful for me as a coach to be able to go on there and say, look at my athletes and go, what time did they do it last year's Ironman? And if you've got to go through the bloody, yep. find the race yeah. and then scan through the results and search and whatever. If you just go to try buys and you go, what did, or if I want to say, what did Bevan um, do last year? You go, boom, Bevan, results listed there. And it's just an easy way to compare yourself against your fellow athletes. Um, you can look back at, say, you know, I can look back at last year's Christmas cracker result and see sort of how it went. How did you so, go last year? I won last year. Oh, so it was a bit of a letdown this year. What was it? <laughs> Defeating champ. Yeah. Um, so it's just a great place to keep all, well, for me, that's the main thing for me is you keep all your results in one place. And I think ultimately we, we just want to say a big thanks to our sponsors because, you know, it's a big part of us doing the show. And, uh, you know, so if you can support the sponsors and all the things you're doing, you know, if you're going to buy stuff, check out the guys first and if you haven't joined Athlinks yet you know check it out you know when we started out I think how many they have like 20,000 yeah. yeah so they're up to 90,000 86,000 members so you know we'll be soon hitting 100,000 members so it'd be pretty cool if we can actually take it up into that level geez we've got 50,000 race results on there nice that's pretty crazy eh so they're, they're doing great work and what's that's cool about all three mil- companies 50 million oh it's two 50, 50 million, million race results. results and what's cool about the uh the, all our guys is that they're all evolving they're all taking their products to the next level so you know if you if you get into part of the ad then you're always going to kind of know they're going to get better better as well. Is, well today is like a bit like a radio show you know you're looking at the clock and they've, they've always got to work to timing go yeah. 15 seconds go <laughs> boom out we've got 4 minutes to do our outro okay John here we go outro what are, you, what are you up to for your Christmas break Bevan um what did you get Belinda oh you can't tell me has she found out I don't think she has I mean we've basically got I've, I've got this big kick-ass Kathmandu bag, which is my main present. It's, it's, it's a nice roller one. I'm sick yeah. of carrying a bag around, and you've yeah. got that nice roller one. Yeah, you've got a roller one. Like, like yeah. that, so I'm pretty happy with that. And then we've got a cut. She's got did you just come new roller, did you? Yeah. Or did I inspire you in Hawaii, did I? Uh, no, I've been inspired several times. It's been a long-term it. process. Oh, it's the tipping point. S- surprise, surprise, was a sale at Kathmandu. <laughs> Whoa, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Kathmandu is a company that has a, like a sale every week. <laughs> You'd never pay full price. So I've got that, and she's got me a couple of small things. She's got one main sort of some gym clothing, and then I've just got a couple of small things, so she doesn't know about small things. Because I'm it's eating year, her John. up. Next year, John, Yeah, hide it here. That's true. Yeah. Could. Yeah, because yeah. then you have to break into my house oh. and I'll put her in jail. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a good way to spend Christmas. Nice. Um, and so, what happens for you now? We are leaving for Kaiteri Terry tomorrow morning. Uh, so, we're up there for a week. I fly back on the 29th, stay a night here, fly up to Auckland, three or four days to get all Epic Camp sorted out, and then we are rolling. Where do, where do you leave from? Drive up to Auckland, charter bus from Auckland to Kaitai. So, you go right there. to the top. Yep. You touch the water? I think we probably we should try. There's a lighthouse up there that we start from. Yeah. Um, got to be a bit careful up there. There's all these, you know, um, iwi land and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> no, you got to be careful. Like we've got the TV crew following us, yeah. and they're worried about um, whether they're actually allowed to film up there. They they wanted to try to film at Auckland Airport. They said no. You got to pass a thousand bucks to film the guys coming in. Oh, it's really? like far out, Brussels you, you, you just lie. You say, oh no, we've got no. We're not recording right now. Yeah, <laughs> but they're going to be in there with big kick-ass cameras. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's going to be a good camp. I'm a little concerned if my my body's going to hold up. I'm confident about going the distance and stuff, but with my Achilles and no, what Nicky, have you, yeah. can um, can hold up. So that's going to be the big challenge for me. But looking forward to it. We are going to try get some shows out. Yep, we will do. Yep. I've got the little portable recorder, so I'll do a bit. I uh, did my Christmas shopping one day, one, one swoop. Day. Solid. Loving it. I was happy with that. Got Joe a pretty bad present. Oh, yeah. What yeah. Well, I can't say yet because okay. there's a chance she could find out. Yeah. But you're gonna next year when we get back, I'll tell you what it was. What's your budget? Oh, we'll see. What happens? I bought her a present a couple of weeks ago. It cost me two hundred bucks. Yeah. So I, sp- I spent another one hundred and fifty. Okay. So that's, a, that's a that's a that's a fair amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what you do. Um. So you're not going away anywhere. No, we're going to go to Wanaka. Are you going to Wanaka? Yeah, we're going to head down, go camping with Porno. Yeah. And a few of his friends. And then Joe's got family there. And then come back, but then I'll go to Wanaka to do the race. Yeah. So that'd be all good. Um, what else? Family. Mm-hmm. I, I love Christmas Day. Yeah. Do you like Christmas Day? I do. Yeah. I'm going to be chef. I'm taking over. I'm. 
Oh really? I'm kicking the tell mother, you I'm kicking the mother in law to touch. Because we ooh nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that goes. So we uh we had we did Secret Santa with her family. Right. So they do it clever because my family I've got to buy for like thirty people. It cost yeah. me it cost me like a thousand bucks on presents, but with her family, you just get one person. Yeah, it's good. And I got her dad. Mm-hmm. So I got him the sword, you know, like it's a sword, proper handle and everything. Yeah. But it's a barbecue th- tool. No. So it's got the forks at the end. It's nice. And it was cold, man. <laughs> oh, so I can't wait to give it to him. Sh- what you should have got him was the boxed set of uh, The Twelfth Man. I want somebody to give me that. <laughs> Box there's, there's a hint. We've got a card. We've got a, we've got a Christmas card. Oh, it's from, nice to see you brought it. Yeah, uh, from... Guy gave the kidney. Oh, yeah. To his lifesaver. Duncan Lifesaver oh, yeah, Smith, Smith, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you for your Christmas card. Oh, that's pretty great. Mm. I wonder he's gone. Um... Yep, it's clicked over to 905. I think I better go, John, because yep. actually, it's actually late. Okay. Yeah. So Thank you for a good year, everybody. Yeah, it's been a wonderful year. Thank you for taking us to Kona. It's probably been a highlight of this yes. year for both of us. Next year, cookbooks coming your way. <laughs> I'm putting it on the line. It's going to happen. <laughs> and in the next few weeks, we're going to have maybe two or three weeks worth of best of the years. So yeah, vote on Athlinks, and we'll put them up there. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Beautiful. Here we go.